Welcome to the Chronically Courageous Podcast. I'm your host, Bonnie Howard. Since I was a child, I've had chronic pain, yet was told time and time again that it was all in my head. So I pushed through my symptoms and I built a successful career until I found myself crouched on the floor of my office, barely conscious. After finally getting a diagnosis, I had to learn how to embrace the life I've been given as fully and happily as possible. Now, it's my mission to help you do the same. Join my guests and I each week for inspiring stories and tips on navigating the complexities of chronic illness. Together, I believe we can move forward with courage, passion, and purpose. I get by with a little help from my friends. Ooh, I'm gonna try with a little help from my friends. Yes, it is Bonnie. Hello, everybody. I am starting off a little song here because today I need a little help. And in this case, I am getting by with a little help from my fiance, who is amazing and always there for me. This episode that I've been wanting to record now for a couple of weeks, I've just been really stuck. And there's a number of reasons for that. I think one is because a lot of it's very personal and I just, it's hard for me to decide what I want to include and what I don't want to include because I want to protect certain people in my life that may be part of the story. So anyway, with that said, I'm going to try to be as open and vulnerable as I possibly can be here. But I brought David along with me, my fiance, if you haven't met him before, or heard him on previous episodes, meet David, the most amazing man in the world. And, uh, He is going to help me through this episode by kind of asking me some questions and making it a little bit more conversational. And what I'd like to speak about today is this trip that I took two weeks ago to Sedona, Arizona. So David, you want to kick it off here with some questions? I'd love to. And thank you very much for that, Bonnie. And I'm amazing because I was smart enough to find you and propose to you. So let's talk about your healing retreat. And you went to a town called Sedona in Arizona. Why Sedona? You know, so two reasons. One of the the most honest reasons I can say is because it's extremely close to home. It's about 100 miles from where I live. But beyond that, of course, there's a lot of different directions I could have taken 100 miles from home. And Sedona is known to be a place where a lot of people go for deep healing. They have these vortexes in in Sedona that are supposed to be a great source of healing energy. So that and the fact that I'm a total nature lover and Sedona is absolutely stunningly gorgeous. If you haven't seen it, Google it. It's S-E-D-O-N-A and it is red rocks everywhere and just some of the most gorgeous scenery. So it's a wonderful place to kind of do some inner reflection. I'm going to ask you a little more about that because we have some gorgeous parks in the Phoenix area too, and just north of here. So did you feel anything different with the energy or the colors or anything in Sedona? I did. I did. So so there's a couple of reasons why I did that. First of all, I I needed a change of scenery. I needed to get away from the 
chaos of my everyday life and the, you know, I live with my son, so I needed to just be in a space all by myself where I could, you know, completely go inward and not have any interruptions and not have, not just that, but the environmental interruptions of being in my home and we can always find things to do when we're in our homes, right? There's always something to clean or to do around the house, but in this case, it was I was completely removed, and that's what I needed to do so that I could take that time to really focus on me. Okay, that was kind of a good segue into the question I wanted to ask, which is why you went away in the first place. Yes. So the reason why I went away in the first place is, as most of you who have been listening to my podcast or following me on social media know, I have been on this really intense healing journey. and. I've been doing great, making a lot of progress, but I was feeling a little stuck. And one of the things that I was stuck on was this piece of work that I've been coached by my amazing health coach, Molly Lowry, to do, and that is inner child and trauma healing work. And I think I've been kind of avoiding it because, quite frankly, it's painful and I would much prefer to focus on the great happy things in life and who wants to like get lost in all the the pain. So I think I was really avoiding that. So I think that getting out of town and committing to you and to Molly that I was going to do this and to myself, most importantly, was the thing that I needed to really just dig in deep and, and reflect on those things. And you went away alone. So thanks for the novite. But... (laughs) Why, why alone? Why, why not say, you know, let's go away together for the weekend or go with some girlfriends and then have some private time? Why, why alone? Right. And you and I talked about that. And I think my, my tendency is if I'm with you, I'm going to put my attention on you. And it's just very difficult for me to completely segregate myself and not focus on you. So that's why I needed to, I just needed to remove myself completely from everyone and everything in my environment so that I had no excuses and I could completely focus on my inner healing. Okay. And of course I fully supported that. So you did, you did. And I'm very grateful for that. So were you afraid of anything or what perhaps were you most afraid of when you went? So it's interesting because before I went, my biggest fear was, oh my gosh, it's going to be really painful to pull up all these old traumatic events from my past and delve into them and think about how they've influenced my life and just rehash all that stuff. You know, it's the kind of stuff you really want to forget, but to heal it, you have to feel it, right? So that's what I needed to do. So that was that was my first fear. And then as I pulled away from the house and I started driving, I had a secondary fear that I didn't really anticipate, but I just had this sudden feeling of, oh my gosh, am I going to be safe? And I, it occurred to me, I have not taken a trip alone since I took a business trip five and a half years ago. And that was a trip to Florida where I had to travel all around Florida and drive myself and I was there, it was at the end of my career where I was extremely sick and I was dizzy and I felt like I was going to pass out. And I, I, I did not feel safe in my own body at all. I, I literally was begging the universe, begging God to get me back to the airport and to get me home 
alive, <laughs> literally. And I sat in the airport when I finally got to the airport and cried because I was so scared and I was also relieved that I actually made it there. So I had a little bit of PTSD from that. So I think that when I took this drive to Sedona, my, my thought was as I started driving, oh my gosh, am I crazy? Can I do this? Can I rely upon my body to support me completely and get through this without having any adverse things happen? Okay, so you're on your way, first trip alone in a while, right? So you're on the drive, ascending up from the valley. What's going through your mind on the way to Sedona? a combination of terror and also freedom. I think that as I was driving, the initial thought was fear. And I, as many of you who know me know, I am a total podcast addict. I probably listen to five podcasts a day on average. And that was my, you know, my kind of my go-to as I was driving, I was listening to a podcast. And then I realized that what I needed was music. When I was when I was younger, music was something that I used as a tool to always deal with my stress, to calm me down, to vent my emotions. And when I got sick when I was little, I would sometimes lose my voice. And that was kind of often because I got sick a lot as a kid. And it was the most frustrating thing for me because my tool was taken away. I couldn't sing. So I, I kind of went back to that in my mind and I said, I'm going to turn on my radio. And I, you know, I was driving on curvy roads, so I couldn't really play with it too much. So I just turned on whatever, whatever I could hear on the radio. And it was kind of staticky, but like, I didn't care. <laughs> so I just started moving my body to the music and I started singing random lyrics and, and I just, it just calmed me so much. And I, I realized something that when we sing, it kind of mimics that breathing pattern that I've been using in my day-to-day -day life now of the deep inhales and then the slow exhales. And when we're in a fight or flight state, which I was for so many years, we do a very shallow, quick breathing. And when we sing, we breathe a lot more deeply and a lot more slowly and a lot more mindfully. And it occurred to me that, oh my gosh, this is why, one of the reasons why singing has worked for me. And I did that and it did calm me down tremendously. Perfect. Okay, so you arrive, you check in but you're there for work, work on yourself. So what exercises do you do? How do you start the work? Right. So it's funny because that was, <clears throat> now that you mentioned it, that was another one of my fears is I get there and I, and I thought to myself, oh my gosh. So I committed to these three days and two nights of doing this inner work and what if I don't get it all done? And what if I don't do it good enough? What if it's not perfect? All this like, perfectionist stuff started creeping up again. And I started thinking about all the reasons why it wasn't okay for me to be taking this time. And then I said, stop, Bonnie, stop, stop, stop. That's exactly one of the reasons why you're here to let go of this kind of stuff, these limiting beliefs and this perfectionist crap. So let it go and just do what you can and whatever you do and whatever you uncover during this trip and whatever you work through is perfect because that's exactly how it's supposed to be. And that, that in and of itself and letting, allowing myself that was healing in and of itself. Can you talk at all about some of the exercises or work that you did and what you might suggest people consider doing? Maybe they don't, maybe they're not ready yet to take a few days away, 
but they have a full day, right? They can go on a Sunday to a park or on a hike. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of work? Sure. So for me, getting out in nature is always very healing. So mm-hmm. I kind of, you know, I use that to clear my mind and just get in touch with myself. And I did a little bit of that. But then the, the deep stuff was when I got into the journaling and mm-hmm. I have um, from my coach, I have certain journaling prompts. I don't have them in front of me right now, but generally it was things like what are things that occurred to you in your earlier life? that are affecting you now like what are kind of some traumatic events that you might have gone through or things that have affected you in a profound way and like for instance so and i've talked about this before on the podcast one of the things for me was i never felt heard when i was younger i felt like when i spoke it wasn't important and it wasn't valued and it wasn't considered real or true because i i had this very real illness but it wasn't taken into real consideration and I, mm-hmm. and I felt ignored. So that was one of the, one of the things that I, that I had to work on. Okay. So some journaling exercises. Yes. Some time in nature. Yes. Anything unusual happened there? Oh, so yeah. <laughs> so I went for two hikes in um, the vortexes. There's these certain specific, Sedona in and of itself is known to be kind of a vortex, but they have these even more intense vortices within the the Sedona area. And there's these hikes that you can go on to get to those. So I specifically chose two hikes that were known to be in these centers of the vortex. And the first one I went on, I was, again, I was a little nervous because I'm just not used to going places that I'm not familiar with and by myself without having my security blanket with me, which is you. And I was walking and, you know, I looked around and there weren't a whole lot of people around and I suddenly realized, oh my gosh, I'm alone. And the way that I was raised, I was taught that being a woman and being alone is never safe. So I I had this sudden feeling of I'm not safe. And then, you know, that combined with not feeling safe in my body because of the way my body has betrayed me over these years. So it was it was a little scary, but I kind of like talked myself off a ledge and I was like out loud. I'm like, you are safe. You are safe. You've got this, Bonnie. And just kind of like giving myself a little pep talk. And then I'm walking and walking and I was kind of, you know, making little videotapes along the way, you know, video recordings. I just dated myself saying videotapes, video recordings. And um, of course I, you know, sent you some pictures and some, some videos. And then it occurred to me the hike was only supposed to be about three miles and I'd been walking for, oh, like, I don't know, over four and I still wasn't back. And it occurred to me that I somehow took a wrong turn. So I got a little scared because it was, not only was I a little lost, but it was also starting to, the sun was going down. So I called you and I said, I think I'm lost. And I said, I think I'm near a parking lot, but I can tell it's not the parking lot that I started at. So (laughs) it was kind of funny and sort of scary. I wound up at a different parking lot than where I had parked my car at the start of the trail. So I made it work though. I called an Uber when I got to the parking lot They Ubered me back to the other parking lot. And apparently this is something that happens a a lot to people there, according to this Uber driver that drives all the time. And when I think about it, it's kind of like I had to lose myself to find myself kind of thing. It's like, 
okay, so I lost myself, but I'm capable and responsible and smart enough to figure it out. And ultimately I was fine. So the moral of the story is, yeah, I may not always do it perfect and things may not go exactly as planned, but ultimately I have the resources within myself, by myself to figure it out and get to where I need to be. Excellent. Any uh, epiphanies on the trip? Hmm. Well, there were a few. I mean, the one was realizing again that I did not feel safe in my own body. Mm -hmm. Not and, and again, not in my own body and also just not as a woman by myself in situations. So it was Which sounds a little surprising if I could interject yeah, just a little yeah. bit because I don't know if your listeners know, you're like five eleven and <laughs> and in shape. And so you're you don't look like somebody that would be easily trifled with. So Right. Yeah. You, right. you would think you have very little to fear, frankly, when hiking. Yeah, and that's true, but it's, you know, but it's all a matter of that programming that's inside of you from when you're little, and I, I have been programmed for so many years to believe I'm not safe, I'm not safe, and I was always so paranoid about, you know, always looking behind my back and, you know, making sure that every door was locked and, you know, carrying mace at times, and that's just so deeply ingrained in me, so I, I guess that was one of the epiphanies was that, wow, this... This fear is so deeply ingrained in me. And the fact that I've been living in fear has put me, my body in a state of fight or flight. And the body is not meant to be in that state for extended periods of time. Right. And I essentially, for decades, I lived in a constant state of fight or flight, which contributed to my illness. I'm completely convinced of that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you achieve what you were hoping to achieve? Yes and no. Okay. So, yes, I achieved a few things that I was very proud of and excited about. One, I achieved the showing myself that I am capable of doing this. I'm capable of taking a trip by myself without mm -hmm. anybody with me and getting there safely, getting back safely, doing things on the trip that were somewhat adventurous by myself. And I, I think that really got my confidence up. And I did, I did do some of the work that I intended to do while I was there, and I uncovered a lot of limiting beliefs from, you know, from my childhood and worked on those. But there's still, you know, there's still more work to do, for sure. And I, and I didn't, you know, I mean, I've been on this earth 48, almost 49 years. So I didn't anticipate that in three days I would fix every single thing that had happened in that 48 years over the course of three days. So I feel like in three days I accomplished a lot. Is there more to do? Absolutely. Will I keep doing it? Absolutely. Is there more you want to share about the exercises? There was some hiking, there was some journaling, different journal prompts. Anything else you want to share? Yeah, yeah. So, so kind of the way it works is really figuring out, okay, what are those, what are those stories that you kind of inherited about yourself as, as a young child and, and how then did those things affect you in your life? And then, and then once you kind of do all that journaling, and I, I, I think I probably wrote, I don't know, about 5,000 words over this trip. So there was a lot, there was a lot of stuff that came up when, once I started writing and it's amazing. Like once you start going, you just, it just comes and comes and comes. So, or it can, I mean, not for everybody, but for me, it, you know, there was a lot of stuff that came up. Um, and I think that was partially because I was ready to for it to come up. But then the next step of it is releasing it. So 
releasing it can be in several forms. It can be crying your eyes out. It can be screaming into a pillow. It can be dancing and singing, things like that. So I, I cried a little bit, like when I went on the hikes, after I finished my journaling, I, I did some crying, but not, not a lot. I didn't feel like I completely released. So I felt like, like I was missing something by not having completely released the emotions that were built up. So when I went back to my Airbnb, I decided I was gonna turn on some music and I had my own private little dance party, just me, myself, and I. And I put together a playlist of songs that were like really inspiring, kind of like survival type songs. And I just sang and danced for probably at least a good hour. And I screamed into a pillow and I cried and I just danced it out. And that's what really got my emotions to, to move and move through me and, and for me to work through it. And then the final step is going to be really reframing all of the all of the experiences that I had and like how can I look at those now as gifts and how you know how do they serve me. So, you know, I mean I can look at the fact that I didn't have this voice when I was younger and I didn't I didn't feel listened to as now I have this passion to really share my story and really share my voice and make sure that other people have a platform to do that too with this podcast. So, so that's kind of my, my turnaround of that specific thing, which was one of like, I don't know, 20-ish things that I came up with on the trip. Where are the 5,000 words? Did you burn them? Did you throw them to the wind? Are they in a journal and you'll keep adding to it? Yes, they are on my computer and okay. they are something that I will continue to work on and reflect on and maybe someday I will burn them, but I don't feel like I'm there yet. I feel like I still have significant work to do. Okay. Well, don't burn the laptop. <laughs> no. It's toxic. You're supposed to recycle those. Yes. Okay. Thank you for the tip. <laughs> it's so handy to have around. Anything else you want to share? Oh gosh. Um, I think just a couple of big lessons. One is when you feel like you're not living your life in alignment with what you're supposed to be doing, that can cause illness. And now that I am living an aligned life and I'm doing the things that I know are important to me and I'm taking chances and stepping out of my comfort zone because I know it's what I need to do, I think that is really helping me to heal. I, I, when I came back from this trip, I felt so energized and so good. And the other thing I want to say is that so many times when we think of, of healing, we think about, you know, healing from physical illness. We think about, you know, what medicine are we going to take? What Band-Aid are we going to put on? What surgery are we going to have? You know, what shot are we going to take to make the, the pain go away and disguise the symptoms? But so often we don't think about what's underneath all that. What is at the root of it? And that is so, so important. I, I've through my journey with doing this podcast and just talking to people in the chronic illness community, I, I started to notice a trend that so many people with chronic illness also had a pretty significant amount of trauma in their lives. And there was just this pattern that I kept seeing and I was like, gosh, I guess it's not just me. And so I did some, some research and some studying and there are some really significant studies out there by you know, medical journals and things talking about the correlation between childhood trauma and and chronic illness. So the thing is, if we can get sick 
from those traumas, I believe that we can also get well by healing those traumas, which is one of the things that I'm doing right now, which I think will take my healing to the next level. And if any of my listeners are interested in doing the same, I can refer you to my coach. And I also will be studying this uh, this stuff at, at greater length so that I can someday coach all of you that are interested to do the same. When's the next trip? When? Oh my gosh. I haven't even thought about that. When is the next trip? I don't know. It's getting kind of cold to travel up to Sedona. <laughs> Let's see. What month are we in right now? It's almost December. I don't know. Maybe March, February. Okay. But but that doesn't mean I'm going to put my, my healing on pause. It's a continual process and I will continue to do it. And uh, yeah, it, it, I, I will continue to do this and I will make the space and the time no matter what it takes to, to do it because it's the most important thing in my life. Have you identified the next specific thing to do on your healing journey? Yeah, I think I what I need to do is I need to look at all those things that I went through and all the traumas and then think about how how I can embrace them and love all of those parts of me and all of those things that I've been through and and therefore heal it and just kind of integrate it into my life in a way that is loving and productive and accepting so that I'm not, you know, hating this part of myself. Like one example I'll give you is I recognized that when I was young, unless there was like a major drama going on in my life and even into my older years, I I didn't get the love and attention that I needed. So I would not, not intentionally, but I think subconsciously I would get myself into situations of high drama, like marrying a man that caused me a lot of pain emotionally and physically too, quite frankly. And, and, and that, you know, being in those types of situations got me more attention because it was like this emergency went off and, you know, people had to come to my rescue. And that was my, you know, I, I was like the, the drama queen. And I, it's hard for me to admit that because no one wants to say that, oh, I'm perpetuating drama in my own life. But and this may trigger some people and I, I apologize for it if it does, but I don't because I think it's so important to embrace those, all those parts of you and realize sometimes we, we hold on to our illness for a reason. And, you know, maybe that reason is you don't feel like you'll be loved if you aren't the, the sick girl, you know, but just recognizing things like that and embracing them and saying, okay, so I realized this and now that I realize it, I can let it go and I know that I'm lovable without having to be sick, without having to perpetuate drama in my life and, and just allowing myself to just be loved for who I am. Which is uh, an incredible, wonderful, lovable, amazing human being. But this isn't the Flatter Bonnie hour. This is the podcast for the Chronically Courageous. And I want to ask you if you'll share how you have introduced yourself recently versus how you used to describe the podcast two or three months ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I know where this is coming from. So David and I were out taking a walk the other day in this mm-hmm. in his neighborhood and we were we came across some neighbors that we hadn't yet met and we were having a conversation with them and I just kind of said, yeah, I, I have a podcast. And the lady that we were speaking to said, oh, what's it about? And I said, well, it's called The Chronically Courageous. And she wanted to remember it. So I was trying to help her remember what it was. 
And I said that, you know, the chronic is for chronic illness. And I said, because I'm healing from chronic illness. Whereas before I would have said, because I have this, 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 and this chronic illness. And I would have used that as my identity. Whereas now I am saying, I'm healing from these things. Like I believe in my, in my heart of hearts that I can heal fully from all of this. And that's kind of the first step. So, yeah. Yeah, which is eminently powerful. And I think a, a, an amazing message to share with your listeners. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Welcome. All right. So any, anything else you want to share? Or shall I love we wrap you. It up? I love you too. <laughs> Thank you for, um, for doing this with me because like you, like, you know, I was, I was very frustrated today and I was just, I actually did another healing session today that I think brought up some very difficult emotions. So I was feeling a little irritable, a little sad and tired. So this healing stuff is not for the faint of heart. I will tell you, it's not all fun and games. I mean, it's definitely a worthwhile journey, but there's definitely some pain that you have to go through to get to the other side of it and you have to be willing to do that so that's what i'm doing and david came to my rescue today to help me get through this so thank you my love uh my pleasure and i don't know if it's coming to your rescue i'm just here to help you through your journey as anybody should be to help anybody that cares deeply about and love yeah well like i said in the beginning i get by with a little help from my friends all right guys Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate, I really appreciate you listening. And just a reminder, if you go to iTunes and leave me a nice five-star review, I would certainly appreciate it so much so that I will send you a gift in the mail. If you heard a few weeks back, I did an episode with Kathleen L. And she is the best-selling author of a book that I happen to have a stack of signed copies of. So if you are one of the first 10 people to get me a screenshot of your review, I will send one of those signed copies of the book to you in the mail. It's a wonderful book filled with a lot of very, very helpful information. I'd almost say it's like a, like a workbook and a story all wrapped into one to help you deal with grief. And when we're dealing with chronic illness, that is definitely something that grief comes into play with. So anyway, that's about it for this week. Sending you all tons of love, 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 love you guys. Keep healing, keep being inspirational, keep being inspired and look forward to speaking to you again next week. It means the world to me that you took your time and energy to listen to this entire episode of The Chronically Courageous. If you know others that would benefit from listening, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your podcast player of choice. I welcome your feedback and questions. So please email me at bonnie at thechronicallycourageous.com. That's B-O-N-N-I at thechronicallycourageous.com. As always, I'm sending you so much love, happiness, and healing.